everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Crime and Coffee Couple. My name's Allison. My name's Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, it's always weird. We know we're, You never know when we're recording this, but this is an actual morning. I have coffee in front of me somewhere. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I oh, think crap. he left his coffee across the room. Oh, no. This is a problem. Yeah. Where is it? Do you see it? I see it. I'm okay. looking at it right now. Well, I'm going to go get it. So. Uh, yeah, so oftentimes we pre-record, but our weekend was kind of hectic, so this time we didn't. Um, so here we are on Sunday morning. We've got our little Shorky sitting with us. If you're watching this on YouTube. She's the cutest little thing ever. I'm pretty sure you love her more than you love me. She is the love of my life, but it's a different type of love, Mike. Yeah, it's more like an unending love, like a you know, what's that love where you're, you're always going to love that person even if they do something wrong? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I can't think of the word. Oh, my God. I thought you'd get it immediately. No. Oh, um, well, like what a child is. Yeah, yeah, like your kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you say that about your spouse, but that can't be because your spouse can do some dumb shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, in two years, we could be divorced and I could hate you. Who right, knows? Right, right, right. Like, because I could cheat on you, like, easily because there's so many <laughs> girls that look at me. It's the exact reason why I would never get your name tattooed on my body. Right. Even though we've been together for upwards of like 28 years i would never get your name tattooed on my body do i think we're doing well as a couple absolutely do i think we're gonna get divorced absolutely not right but still yeah it's, it's like uh, the kiss of death and i don't believe in jinxes and all that's like one of my big things if you know me at all i you know you, you know that i'm not a jinx person at all i think they're anytime somebody's like well don't jinx it i think that's so stupid that's not a, there's no such thing i as definitely jinx. believe in jinx yeah it's uh i don't feel the reason i feel like that I feel I don't have enough power to be able to say something to make something not happen or yeah. to happen. Like, I, I think it's ridiculous that I think I might have that amount of power. I don't think I have that mon- amount of power either, but I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. it's a, Now, I will, like, you know, not do certain things. And you're like, I thought, you know, play even jinxes. And I'm like, well. <laughs> Is that how I sound when I say it? Exactly. I, I don't know. I, you I, asshole. Yeah, we got an email that had an audio clip in it, and it said, Allison sounds like this. I thought, you don't play even jinxes. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it if we did get that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not a jinx. Not a jinx guy, but um, what is the word? Unrequ- un unselfish. I don't know. I I I know exactly what you're saying, but it's early. The yeah. sun hasn't even risen yet. Right, yeah, it'll come to me. Right, right, right. So uh, this weekend's been fantastic so far, as a, as a family's concerned. Yeah, we did some miniature golfing. And, was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and we, originally we were thinking about going to this new uh, uh, Tiger Woods place that's kind of near our house called uh, Pop Golf. I guess he's open. It's kind of like Top Golf, but is it Pop? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it is called Pop Golf, which yeah. sounds like a ripoff of Top Golf. Which it is, 100%. It's just miniature golf instead of driving range. The same concept with the food and all that. Yeah, so it's just a, a miniature golf place. I think it has two holes, but um, you, you can order drinks and food and have it delivered to like any hole. And it's two holes? Two, oh, I'm sorry. Two courses. Oh, I was like, that's kind of <laughs> crazy. Yeah, two holes. Like most is like 18. Right. So it's I think it's 36 holes. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. But the thing is, I looked it up online. It's 30 bucks a person. That, to me, blew my mind. Now, don't get me wrong. We don't miniature golf a lot. So no. I... Last time I think I remember it was probably $8 to miniature golf. So I was like, wait, what? I'm like, as a family, it would cost us $120 without factoring any food or drinks. Yeah, I was like, is there like a buffet included in this or no? And they're like, no, no, just 30 bucks each. I'm like, holy crap. That's crazy. So, I mean, if you have any kind of money troubles, you can't go to that place. No, no. Basically, you got to be like pretty well off. And, and, you know, it's not a nice place to be able to like just take your kids for a fun like weekend activity. It's like a major spending. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I mean that that just I don't know that pisses yeah. me off. So it's it's like Tiger, you might be rich, but we're not. Well, there's a lot of other owners in it too, and I'm sure the facility costs many millions of dollars to open up because it looks beautiful from all the photos I've seen. But man alive, so we didn't go to that one. We went to some you know thing. Some Congo other. River Golf. It was you know you may make fun of it, but it was pretty good golf. Course. No, it was. It was fun. You know, a lot of these miniature golf places you go, you get like easy hole in ones. I didn't get one hole in one. Mm-mm. My first time in my life, I think, going mini golf and not getting one. So. And our son beat you. He did. Oh, my God. I thought about that last night as I was laying in bed. I'm like, I he beat me in something I tried my hardest at. Yeah. This is my first time ever. That's Which happened. just goes to show that they're getting older, you yeah, know. Soon yeah. they're going to be like stronger and faster than us. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> never. Um, speaking of money, when in the hell am I going to have my mother effing espresso machine? Oh, God. This cheap bastard. That. Bought me an espresso machine. It's one of those Nespresso's. Okay, so just so we're, we're clear, you're saying you're, this cheap bastard bought me an espresso <laughs> machine. Go on. Okay. Um. So, of course, you know, it's like a heroin addict. You introduced me to the heroin. Yeah. You introduced me to the espresso, and then you went away. Well, now it's going to cost you something. So, it after like five or very impressive amount of time. So, I wouldn't be upset if we had to buy a new one. Let's just put it that way. It stopped working. And Mike, all of a sudden, has his tools out on the counter, which is scary to begin with. <laughs> I, I'm not a handyman. I mean, I'll look up stuff on YouTube and I'll do something every once in a while that makes me pretty proud, which we've covered. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I thought I'd be able to fix it because it seemed like it works still. It just like doesn't come out at the right spot. So it seems like something's like stuck somewhere. So he, you know, bless his heart, tried to fix it. I can appreciate that. Bless your heart. Put it back together after taking the entire machine apart. And same thing happened. Now I'm being told we might be taking it apart again. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I, have the heart. I, yeah, so, I don't I don't have the patience. Okay, we'll buy a new one. I want point. my espresso. <sighs> I was hoping you wouldn't want any more. I l- you can't do that. You can't introduce me to something and then make yeah. me fall in love with Maybe it. Maybe I'll it just away. throw it away so you'll forget about it. Oh, no, I won't forget about it. Every okay. morning that I make my coffee... I think about it. We are the crime and coffee couple. So we are. It only makes sense. I and mean, we have to. Okay. Well, um, we, uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, oh, and also just so you guys know, um, if Allison's in a, in a particularly foul mood, we videotaped this in my office. And just before we started recording, she's like, ah, we got to change things in this office. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. This office sucks. She's like, I don't like that on the wall. I don't like that. And well, it was, like, it was oh, this was God. a leftover can of paint. When we moved into this house, before we actually moved, we painted. And we had family up helping us. You can see the color behind it. It's shit bed. brown yeah. is the color. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say poo brown. <laughs> um, I'm in a, a particularly fired up yeah, mood. So I'm a, I apologize about my cursing. But it was one of those that we had the can of paint. I'm like, just j- whatever. Just painted this color. And now I hate brown. I, I don't paint anything brown. This was me, like my taste maybe 12 years ago, however maybe long it was. Yeah, but it needs to go. It needs to go. That's okay. So that's going to be another project. Can't wait for that. Um, (laughs) Mike loves projects. I do. Yeah, man alive. Oh, gosh, I really love doing stuff around the house. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, So, hey, I want to say, you know, if you've been listening to us, what do you say, three times uh, and you've been enjoying the episodes, it's time to put out. And, Even um, if it's been 10 times, you can give us a review. Yeah, three or more, let's say. And um, you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can leave a five-star review or Amazon Audible. You can leave a, a text review also. But yeah, it's time to give us a review and we'd really appreciate it. it we joke about that. Yeah, but, we um, joke. It's not an obligation. It's no. an appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a free way to help us. Just want to read one of the reviews here. Uh, one of the reviews here from Amazon Audible. Um, I recommend this couple to everyone. If you know me, you know I love murder shows and comfy clothes. Oh, this is 
my kind of person. <laughs> I just perked up. I even have a sweater that says it. Um, Allison and Mike are some amazing storytellers. I recommend the podcast to everyone. Their banter and discussion of each story makes it feel like you're sitting with them as they tell you the story personally. I'll admit this review is overdue. Oh, that's very sweet. It's not not expected, but been listening for several months and I've even become a patron. Oh, it's, it's so our family's sweet. tradition when we make our weekend trips to turn on the bedtime stories. End quote. Um, so you're a special kind of weird, just like um, just like we are, and most of these listeners here. Uh, we listen for hours, usually knocking out two to three stories per weekend. We're re-listening to some of our favorites. Keep up the good work. Your friends, Sabrina, Paul, and kids from Claremont, Florida. Aw, Florida people. Yeah, I, I looked it up. It's right near Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lake nearby called Lake Minnehaha. I love that name. Yeah, like many haha. It's so wonderful. Uh, thank you so much. That's very kind. And that's you don't have to leave such a nice, super long, awesome review, but um, any it's appreciated. Help. Absolutely helps us in those rankings. And um, also, if uh, another thing I mentioned at the end, if you love our episodes and you're really enjoying them, um, there's a way to get even more episodes, and that's by becoming a patron. Mm-hmm. Or so. even if you just want to support us because you you know yep. want to keep us going. Yeah, it, every bit helps. Absolutely. So so I'm ready to get in. If you are, I am. So this story is a listener review and she kind of stumbled upon it accidentally because she was looking into your case that you covered with Sabina and Ursula Erickson, the, the motorway, motorway twins. twins. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that one, that one was really interesting. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. <clears throat> so she just accidentally came upon this case just by the name Sabina. Oh. Same name. Hmm. So this is from Darina. Thank you so much, Darina. We really do appreciate the listener suggestions. When we first got started, of course, nobody was giving us suggestions. That was almost like the hardest part to me was to find cases occasionally. Because again, you need that you you need the information in order to fill the forty five minutes or whatever. And uh, you know, people said I, there was a YouTube um, comment about um, the uh, Idaho murders. You know, and, and they said I almost shut this off when you said I haven't seen any news coverage on it. And it's like no, no. Before we present anything, there's hours of research. Oh, I it. would never come to you guys. That would be insulting to you right. in your time. Right. Your time is valuable, and I'm going to put in the work to give you the information you need to get. We also don't want to look like assholes. No, because I'm not. Well, I actually am. Yeah. Well, sometimes. sometimes we both are. It's okay. Yeah. So anyway, just I like to say this. The story takes place in London in September of 2021. I always like to know that when I'm listening to a podcast. And then I'll miss it sometimes. I'm like, crap, I got to go back. Yeah, you got to put yourself <clears throat> in the timeline. Exactly. So it's recent. So this story is about 28-year-old Sabina Nessa. Um, she was in elementary school or what they would say in London would be a primary school teacher. And she lived in an affordable southeast London neighborhood that housed young families and professionals. Only a year after she'd gotten her teaching degree, which was in um, like somewhere I, uh, before 2019, but she landed this job in September of 2019 of what she was working at the time of the story. And this was her dream job. She was teaching five and six-year-old students and what they would say would be year one students in England. They would say that, whereas we would say kindergarten or first grade. Um, it was at Rushy Green Primary School in Catford. And she was living at the time in a flat with a flatmate, and she absolutely loved her home. She took pride in it. She often filled it with fresh flowers. She loved the area. It sounded like a great area for young people, people that want to be out and about. Yeah, people that take pride in their things and uh, just a nice, nice area. Yeah, and a fun area where it's walkable. So her flat was situated within walking distance to many pubs and restaurants. When you're in your 20s, this is like the awesome thing to have. You walk out your front door. You don't have to take 
public transportation. You can just easily head over to the local pub, have some lunch with friends. That's what we tell our kids, like try to live in a city for a few years. Mm-hmm. It We never did, but it would be, and we lived in the Chicago suburbs. That would have been fantastic in hindsight. I mean, now, now that we have kids and a family and stuff, it's not practical. But if you're in your 20s, this is awesome. One of my cousins, a nurse in downtown Chicago, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. Like just so much to do every single night. Yeah, so she was in a great location. One of the bars or pubs within walking distance was called the depot um it was near the kidbrook commuter rail station as well as sprawling cater park which was only a five minute walk from her flat sabina loved walking through the lush green space of the park which i love parks and cities because it almost like takes you away from the hustle and bustle of the city when i went to new york which was only one time a couple years ago i was absolutely in love with central park I just like I felt like I was in Eng- like um Europe. Yeah. In the middle of a city. I, it's just like fantastic. It's the best part about New York in my opinion. I mean, it's it, you know, people have said, you know, it's, I've been to Chicago, should I go to New York? I'm like, yeah, like I, we're from Chicago originally and we love Chicago. And uh, New York is like having six Chicagos together, mm-hmm. eight Chicagos. It's a gigantic just huge city with so much to do and then you've got this beautiful park in the middle that's like old and been there forever. It's beautiful. It's but that's what cool. made me think of that was Cater Park. So yeah. it's great because you know when you do have family with kids it's a place that kids can go and run around and play there's playgrounds so this was very very close to her her flats um so she did love the park very much Uh, she would admire the flowers the beautiful homes that surrounded it the area did have a reputation for being safe though smartly sabina did avoid walking through this at night you know in the park it's quiet at night people are there during the day they're walking their dogs or playing with their kids at night that all goes away yeah you've also got darkness you don't Mm -hmm. know where people are hiding and trees yeah no, thank you. Smart for any woman to be very, very cautious. So on Friday evening, September 17th, 2021, Sabina left her flat at around 8.30 p.m. She was meeting a friend at the depot. I read friend and another thing I read that it could have been a first date. Regardless, she was meeting this person at the depot, which is a gastro pub that serves as one of the main watering holes in the area. She was running late. And with this, she decided she was going to take a shortcut through the park because she wanted to get there sooner. And it's like one of those things where, yeah, normally I wouldn't do this, but you know what? I just want to hurry up and go Mm -hmm. see the person or, you know, you don't want to be late for your first meeting and be one of those people. So it's like, okay, it'll be fine this one time. Exactly. Exactly what I would think too. And it's very close. You know, it would have taken her about five minutes to walk to the depot. So she heads out and she hits the park. So again, this is a first date or potentially, and they're sitting at the pub. She doesn't show. They just assume she must have changed her plans. And that's why I said it was probably a first date, because if it was like a best friend and they knew your character that you wouldn't just not show up, they would investigate immediately. You just figure you got stood up. Yeah. This person just, whatever, they didn't come. I'm going to go. Or you're like, okay, well, they're a flake. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give them any more time. Exactly. Or maybe they got in traffic. Yeah, we don't know each other well enough. Whatever. Right. So the next evening, which was about 24 hours later it was saturday september 18th a person was out they were walking their dog through the park when they noticed a person laying on the ground initially they believed it was a drunk person in the long grass that had potentially passed out so they began to speak to this person trying to maybe rouse them wake them oi mate exactly 
And then just, you know, tragically, they discovered that this person was not passed out. They were they were dead. Uh, that's true. And they were just out walking their dog. They didn't even bring their cell phone. So they waved somebody down from the park. They called the cops. The cops responded to the scene and were able to identify the body from an ID carried on the person as Sabina Nessa. Mm-hmm. So her body wasn't found sooner because it wasn't on a main walkway of the park. You know, the park is a very hustle bustle area. This is a Saturday. Had it been on a more you know, movable area, she would have been found sooner. So it was about plenty of people there. And typically when you murder somebody, you're not going to put them in the middle of the busiest spot. You wouldn't think so. No. And you're probably waiting at a, you know, non, you know, very traversed spot. Mm -hmm. So police immediately begin investigating by combing through CCTV footage from the area. And by that evening, a man in his forties was arrested on suspicion of murder. He was later released under police investigation. And then on Monday, the 20th, an autopsy was done. Initially, it was said to be inconclusive. That's what's basically being released to the public. So at this point, you know, people don't know what happened. By that evening, Sabina's name was released to the media. Sabina was described as a brilliant teacher who was kind and caring and absolutely dedicated to her students. One of those teachers like, this is what you were meant to do. Yeah, that's so awesome. Especially when your kid gets one of those teachers, you're like, ah, we're so lucky because there's a lot of shitty people in a lot of places you know whether it's teachers or doctors or whatever it is like there's a lot of people that shouldn't be doing what they're doing and like what possessed you to choose this profession i actually said that on thursday or friday at work a person that i work with it's like what possessed this human to become a caretaker a a caretaker (laughs) like you you hate people and you hate your life yet you're taking care of the sick yeah ironic so she seemed like this was the absolute profession that she should have taken and she did we need more people like that so she was a brilliant teacher. Um, she was absolutely dedicated. And she was the second of four sisters. She was very close, especially to her older sister, Jabina Yasmin, because they were so close in age. They were only 11 months apart. Oh, wow. Irish yeah. twins. Almost. Yeah. I cannot imagine raising children like less than a year apart. Yeah. God bless that woman. So their strong bonds span from their childhood all the way to where they were in adulthood. Sabina was an amazing aunt to Jabina's two little girls, often taking them shopping. So, you know, again, she loves kids. So their family was from Bangladesh, and Sabina often raised money to help the impoverished people in that area. They grew up in the rural area in the countryside of Bedfordshire in eastern England. They were the only Asian family in the village, though they always felt accepted and welcomed. They never felt like they were being discriminated against for being different. So when Jabina, her sister, got married and moved to London, Sabina soon followed and enrolled at, is it Greenwich University or Greenwich? I believe Greenwich. Okay. I should have looked that up. I looked up a bunch of words because I sometimes botch the English um, towns. The reason I think that is because there's a Greenwich Mean Time, which is like the main time of the world, and Jed's Mm -hmm. Greenwich. That's what I thought it was. So she went to this university in Southeast London. She graduated in 2014 and went on to the University of Bedfordshire to get her teaching degree. Jabina's not to mention they probably say Bedfordshire. No, I looked it up. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. Hey, she's pretty good, man. See, this is where this uh, research comes in. <laughs> um, unless uh, Google steered me wrong. That's okay. But I, I listened to her say Bedfordshire. <laughs> 
Um, so Jabina's phone rang. Now it's Sunday morning of the 19th of September. She assumed it was her sister calling that calling because they talked that frequently. You know, it would be rare if they went a day or two without speaking. So when the phone rang, she's thinking it's her sister, Sabina. Instead, it was their other sister. And she was calling with the absolutely devastating news that Sabina was dead. How terrible is that? That these two were that close. That mm-hmm. that time that she usually gets a call is usually her sister. That Like you said, I'm just repeating what you said. Like that's... That's how often they talked and how connected they were. They just, that's the time. Oh, it's Sabina and we're going to talk and we're going to have a good time and, you know, have our teas or whatever and enjoy ourselves. And it's your sister, other sister calling to say that, you know, longer your other sister's gone. You know how when you have a best friend, like two girls will say like, she's like a sister to me. Yeah. These two are best friends and they're actually sisters. Like that's so special. And all of a sudden this bond is just severed. It's this person was just taken from you. She knows nothing. She had no details in regards to what happened to her sister. That would also drive you absolutely insane. Cause a lot of times I bring something to you where I'm like, I read a headline. I'm like, yeah, this happened. You're like, well, what, what about this? Like, I want the details. I told you everything I know in that headline. <laughs> That's all I know. And you're like, well, what else is there? You didn't ask like what? I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I just told you the, the sentence. So she only knows her sister is gone. She yeah. doesn't know any cause or circumstance to her death. So Jabina felt that her world fell apart at the this moment. She gathered her family. They headed to their childhood home in Bedfordshire. And on the way, she did a Google search and found information about a woman that had been found dead near Sabina's home. Jabina was so upset that she made her husband pull the car over. She was just screaming, wondering, is this Sabina that was killed? I couldn't imagine. And of course it is. You know it is. But at the same time, you're hoping upon hope that, no, no, this is just something different. I'm going crazy. But it's like, no, that's exactly what it is. I would have to sit down at the very least and just be by myself for a good few, like half hour, an hour, like just to be able to. Your brain needs to process everything Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, my God, because you're going to probably pass out or something with all this new information that's stressing you out. Right. And of course, at this point in time, they hadn't released a name. They had just said a woman. So she was unable to find any more details online at that moment. When they arrived at their parents' house, they basically just had to sit there. It took over an hour for them to get more information. And she just remembers thinking to herself that it felt like the longest hour of their lives. When the family learned of the horrific way in which Sabina was killed, their grief and devastation only intensified. You know, when you're 28 years old, you're a professional, you're working and living in a city, a sudden death is not expected. No, I mean... Do aneurysms and things happen? Yes, of course. Yeah. So, you know, they don't know. Was it something natural? They don't even know why, what. They just know she's no longer... They just know she's, she's gone. Oh, God. So, of course, when you're told that somebody... She died at the hands of somebody else... I, I can't fathom what they must have been going through when they found that out. Oh, obviously the loss of their loved one. And then like, who in the hell has the right to take our love away from mm-hmm. us? Like, and this amazing person from the world. Oh, uh, you just as a father, you have this rage and just want, I, I would imagine. I mean, I, oh, I would I, for sure. I'm sure. And everybody would. I, I can't speak for women. I can speak for men. And God willing. I mean, I would... Oh, man, I'd want to kill this person and tear him limb from limb, and I wouldn't care how long I went to jail. Of course, at this time, they don't know who did it. Yeah. So on Thursday, September 23rd, the Metropolitan Police announced that they arrested a second man. This time, it was a 38-year-old on the suspicion of Sabina's murder. At this point in time, they were just holding him in custody. We didn't know what happened or why they arrested him. The next day was September 24th. A a vigil was attended by more than 500 people at Pegler Square in Kidbrook Village. 
Jabina broke down as she addressed the crowd. We have lost an amazing, caring, beautiful sister who left this world far too early. Multiple other vigils were held and many candles were lit on the doorsteps of people's homes to honor Sabina's life. It's like, you know, you hear a lot of these things and all these stories are so sad that we bring and it's a lot of the same things are said. You know, we lost somebody that was loved and fantastic, but this is somebody important to these people, you know, and that's, it's very important to remember that each of these people felt the same thing as the first time we heard one of these stories. Mm-hmm. And, and way worse than the first time we heard a story. I can't even imagine the, the pain they're feeling. No, I can't either. So that same day, so we're still on September 24th, Police released CCTV footage of a balding man wearing gray jeans and a black jacket. He was in Pegler Square, close to the Depot pub. They also asked for help in identifying a silver car that this person was thought to be driving. Two days later, on the 26th at 3 a.m., 36-year-old Kosi Selamage was arrested on suspicion of Sabina's murder, and the next day he was actually charged with murder. So police had combed through hundreds of hours of CCTV footage and found that Selamaj, who was an Albanian man, lay in wait in the park for 30 minutes before he targeted Sabina, who was a complete stranger to him. Just sat there like a sack of shit waiting to kill somebody. Anybody. Oh my God, what a fucking piece of shit. He didn't target Sabina. He targeted somebody. I mean, it doesn't make it any better if it's targeted or not. But it's just what sucks is that it's complete horrible luck that Sabina happened to be rushed to try to get to this first meeting yep. with this new person oh god there's this little balding fuck face sitting in this like i just picture this sniveling little piece of shit that's too like su- such can't even like face a person just sitting there in the darkness like mm-hmm. a rat just right. waiting to pounce on somebody and you know it's just so horrifying to think and i mean it's great but the cctv footage captured it all wow so police actually got to see exactly what happened it's great because you can't because get they, out of this you you can't get out of it this is you on cctv footage we see you oh. so it captured the moment when he quickly overwhelmed sabina striking her over the head 34 times before he carried her unconscious body away. He tried to hide her body under leaves in the grass. On December 16th, 2021, Salamage pleaded not guilty, though he accepted responsibility for the killing. I'm going to go into way more detail about everything that's going on here. I'm not going to even question. Like At this point, you got to just know that people are going to say not guilty so they can Mm -hmm. try to get as little as possible. It's like it's not even a question. Oh, not guilty. You're on camera. It's like, yeah, they're just trying to get the least possible. So that was December. Now we're moving on to April 8th, 2022. He changed and he pleaded guilty. He was sentenced to life in prison, but... Over there, they do it differently with a minimum of 36 years. So he could potentially get out. I don't know why they say life in prison with a minimum of 36 years, because at that point in time, he'll be like, what, 70 something years old, 80 years old. Yeah. Um, He gave no explanation as to why he attacked and killed Sabina, only that he simply accepts that he did. Uh, Are you going to get into like mental state of this guy and everything? We don't know a whole lot of anything because he said Jack squat. Oh. But I'm going to tell you a lot more. Okay. So he had come to Eastbourne, a seaside resort in England's southern coast, illegally in 2015. He came from a small town outside of the Albanian capital of Tirana. He held various odd jobs once he moved over. He worked at a garage. He delivered pizza for Domino's. He married his Romanian wife on November 5th, 2018, until they broke up in August of 2021, just, you know, weeks before this happened. 
Um, so, of course, their their relationship deteriorated because of reports of domestic abuse, specifically strangling her, which it's interesting. Do you know over there they call it throttling? Yeah, I've okay. done a couple uh, stories. Whenever I hear the word throttle, I always just think it's like striking somebody. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad I know what it means now because a lot of the cases I listen to, they say the word throttling. So now I know it means strangling. So um, he's definitely been known to be violent. All right. So his wife had UK immigration rights, which granted him permission to also remain because they got married. So that Friday, the day of the murder, he checked into the Grand Hotel where his wife worked. And this was in the town where he lived. He became argumentative at the check-in desk, at the front desk of the hotel. The staff immediately called the police. An officer never came to the um, the property, but apparently it was handled it was handled as it should have been. The operator was said to have handled the call rep- uh, properly. So he later called his wife, who worked at that hotel. They met in the hotel car park. He propositioned her with sex. She refused, and he was furious. This is when he got in his car and drove the hour and a half to Sabina's neighborhood. Prosecutors said that the attack was predatory and premeditated and carried out with extreme violence. Excuse me, extreme violence. Yeah, I mean, anytime you beat somebody, what, 30-something times? 34 times. that, that, That is extreme violence. And it may have been sexually motivated. hundred percent, it's sexually motivated. Every, if we learn anything, all these things are sexually motivated. It's insane because this person just wants to have that power, and, want, and I don't know what he did or he didn't. Okay, there was no but, evidence of sexual assault. But still, they always are. It's like there's some kind of a power struggle, and it always comes back to the the balls in these guys. Like it's just kind of the testosterone that it like activates something stupid in their brain that makes them need this. It's disgusting. Well, it all happened when, you know, he propositioned his wife for sex. She refused him. He got in his car and it's like he was on a mission. Yeah. So he used a two foot long metal traffic warning sign as the murder weapon and then drove home after hiding Sabina's body. The night of the attack, he drove his Nissan Micra to Sansbury's supermarkets to buy a rolling pin, chili flakes, and an energy drink. Initially, he planned on using the rolling pin as his murder weapon. Like, was he a cartoon character? I know. Like, are you uh, like a... You get an anvil, too? Right, exactly. Yeah. Like one of those where it's like the um, house, the woman of the house is like chasing her... Well, the pots and pans yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, come, okay, you dipshit. So he opted instead for this triangular traffic sign. He entered the park at a about 8 p.m. and waited a half hour until he saw Sabina. He was seen loitering in various locations around the park. He then crossed paths. So the CCTV footage shows the moment he he saw her. So they crossed paths and he turned back as they walked past each other. At this point, she was described as completely oblivious that he was even there. This is the spot where we wish we could jump in. Yes. And just say, Sabina, hurry. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, let's, or let's. somebody walk by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just the wrong place at the wrong time. Nobody was there. Um, she she didn't even register him on her radar. She was focused on getting to the depot and meeting a person. Didn't even see him. Completely oblivious. He ran up behind her and began striking her repeatedly with the traffic sign. He struck her with such force that the metal sign broke and carried her unconscious body away out of camera shot. Sabina was not seen alive again on the camera. Ten minutes later, he returned back to interview of the camera, where he was seen picking up the pieces 
of the weapon that he had broken into the ground onto the ground and went back to the location again out of range of the camera where Sabina's body was and then returned 10 minutes later. He ripped off her tights, he strangled her with them and partially covered her half-nude body with leaves before leaving her to die. The pathologist indicated that there was blunt force trauma to her head as well as asphyxiation and either one could have caused her death. So she was still alive when he put the tights around her neck. You would think they would be able to determine which one. I mean, how do you tell? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I would assume she wouldn't have survived even had he not put the tights around her neck by the force that he struck her with so many times. That's a lot. I mean, he broke a metal sign. Yeah. It's just... I just think of this dumbass picking up the pieces of metal sign. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, do that and just leave the poor Sabina's dead body laying there, you dumbass. So I'd imagine... Sabina's family watched this video, unfortunately. That I don't know because they didn't have to to go to trial where this all was presented. I'd hear the stuff and I'd be like, I don't need to watch my lovely daughter slash sister slash loved one like be beaten to death. I, as a stranger, could never watch this. Uh, It makes me sick. I'm not even related to her. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's all there on, on film. So despite the area of the attack being a popular one frequented by dog walkers and runners, no one saw the attack. There was still people out at that time of the night just not at that area because they he they did show him like looking around to see if anyone was in the area and sabina's body laid close to the community center for many hours before she was discovered of course we know it took about 24 hours for her to be discovered mm-hmm. so salamage was then seen using wet wipes to clean a nearby bench He then left in his car and stopped in the area of Tunbridge Wells in Kent, where he disposed of the murder weapon in the River Tees. He then went back to the Grand Hotel at midnight. He was then arrested in his home of Eastbourne on September 26th. He left no DNA at the scene of the crime, though the murder weapon, the traffic sign, it actually helped him being caught. Okay, and that's what I was wondering, because the CCTV, usually they're not super high quality. So you don't necessarily have this cozy piece of shit, like, you know, hook, line, and sinker, because Mm -hmm. it could have been anybody, you know? Right. Um, You you know the act, you see the act clearly, but it's never like a great high-definition picture of the person's face, you know? So they have to find something there. Right, exactly. So, you know, this was a triangular a sign and it had fluorescent glints on it in the light. So the camera basically followed these glints of light from the sign that watched the direction that it left the park. Cause of course at this time of night it's, it's dark, but this sign that he carried helped him see them see exactly which area he went to and let to leave the park. So the same person was seen entering the park before Um, before this and driving so now they're like tracing back to before it happened they were driving a vehicle into pegler square and arriving in kidbrook at 7 41 p.m so that's when he came to the area the cctv footage of the car was blurry and the registration number was unidentifiable though the investigation team was unable to conclude that it was it was a silver they were able to conclude that it was a silver or a beige nissan micra which was then confirmed by the Nissan dealership in London that narrowed it down to the year and type of car. So the nearest automatic number plate or ANPR camera that would have picked up his passing car to get to the park, it was broken. 
but officers These are probably uh, machines that automatically pick up license plates all yeah over the they, place. they snap photos of license plates just to for stuff like this exactly and which is sad a lot of police cars are equipped with this now mm-hmm. they're just constantly taking pictures of license plates yeah actually a case we did on patreon just before that's how the guy was caught of uh, a snap a car snapped his photo a police car which sucks because it, it kind of gets rid of our freedoms but at the same time you're, it catches you're, monsters like yeah, this. i mean it's kind of worth the trade-off yeah so um that this particular camera wasn't working officers had to look at all vehicles fitting the description within a two-mile radius of the crime scene and more than 60 nissan micros ended up being eliminated after police released images of Selimage and his car, they received 170 different pieces of information from the public. When police discovered a car registered to Kosi Selimage, they were immediately suspicious. The car had been in the Eastbourne area for a full year before the murder, and then it suddenly traveled to London for this four-hour period of time of night oh, when so the murder happened. They know where any car has traveled to because yeah, of the system. Yeah, because of the system. That's fascinating. So mm-hmm. it's almost like having a GPS on every single car. Right. As long as nobody, you know abuses that system it's pretty awesome somebody will probably but man. well i mean had he rented a car it wouldn't have picked up his car no right but it would have picked up the car he rented but the point is his car had never come into this area wow so and then all of a sudden Until on this. the night that sabina's murdered it's there for a four-hour period of time matching the time that she was killed that's fantastic <clears throat> so then it went back it showed that it went back to eastbourne and the hours after After reviewing his phone, it also coincided with this journey that the car made that night. When he was arrested, police forced their way into his Eastbourne flat. He didn't say anything. They found him laying on his bed, and he was described as calm and compliant. Search of his flat found the clothing that he was seen wearing on the CCTV footage. They also found bloodstained shoes and the DNA matched Sabina's. So there is like hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I, I imagine like Legos getting put on top of each mm-hmm. other. Boop, 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 and you're done. You're done. Yeah. So he kept quiet during police interviews, though when he was charged, he suddenly spoke up and said, what will happen if I tell you everything? Because he had been charged, detectives couldn't question him further. He initially indicated that he would be pleading not guilty, though, of course, we know that he entered his formal plea as guilty. So because he was charged, he couldn't be questioned further. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe there's, yeah, there's different And laws. honestly, it doesn't really matter. We know exactly what he did. The, the camera caught everything. But it's nice to be able to get a confession. Yeah. I mean, I we mean, know he did it. Yeah. He pleaded guilty. So um, as he pled guilty, Sabina's family was present. He refused to come to court, though, for the sentencing and wasn't present as Sabina's family read their victim impact statements. So he's such a friggin coward. He he refused to go. So as they read their statements, they couldn't even direct them to the person that took away their loved one. I could be wrong, but I believe you're forced to do that. He in was America. not in yeah, America. In America. Yeah, it's, it's different everywhere. So you I, might be right, but I can't say for sure because it's kind of like, well, you're part of the system now. You're a number. So you're going to go where we tell you're, you to go. You're going where we say you're going. Right. So um, Sabina's family are sickened that he refused to say anything about the crime, answer any questions. Through it all, he's been described as cold as ice. Even his own people said this, like that we're representing him. He was cold as ice. He never showed an ounce of remorse about what he did. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, something snapped inside me. I drove out there. I, I, he never, he's never apologized. I imagine just like a flat affect, like you Completely. Say. Just, just like, you can look at a picture of him and see that he has a flat affect. Yeah. 
It's and that just makes it so much harder because there's no like why why would you do this? That's where I would have loved to have hear you know, heard. What if I tell you everything? Yes, yeah. do it. Like I don't get why you can't say anything. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of protections for people that are um, you know, incarcerated. Yeah, I guess so. So he was recently transferred from prison to Broadmoor High Security Hospital so that his mental state can be assessed. And then he can begin his 36-plus uh, year sentence. Yeah, the assessment is he's fucked up. And he's a psychopath. You're right. I, I'm not a doctor, but a <laughs> uh, I mean, normal, sound-minded person doesn't rush out an hour and a half drive and in that time doesn't like get clarity to think like what am i going to do no he goes to the closest store gets a rolling pin and instead finds a traffic sign and attacks a perfect stranger at no point was he like oh this is probably a bad idea no never yeah his own family members back in albania are in a state of misery according to the uncle of salamaj who added that he was astounded that his nephew was convicted of such a horrific crime he had his last uh, he had last returned to his country the same month as the murder. He stayed for less than a week and then he came uh, back to London or England, I should say. He knew at this point that his marriage was ending and that his future in the UK was in jeopardy because he was only able to stay there because of his wife. Interesting. So, you know, he was obviously in a state of turmoil as he was coming back in September, knowing that where am I going to be? I can't I'm not going to be able to stay in this country any longer. So, so you kill somebody. That's so you a kill great somebody. Idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's perfectly sound. So he arrived back in the UK on September 9th and murdered Sabina only eight days later. And Jabina felt haunted, too, um, in the difference of media coverage. And this was actually interesting because I covered this case. So there was a difference in coverage between Sabina's attack and the murder um, in September. Uh, or I'm sorry, Sabina's murder happened in September. And then in March, just months earlier, 33-year-old Sarah Everard was murdered. This was the one, do you remember, where she was arrested walking down the street or pretended to be arrested by breaching COVID guidelines by an actual policeman. Yep. So this was only a six months different period of time. It wasn't her pretending. It was the guy. It was the guy. Well, he was a police officer, but he, he was lying saying that she was breaching COVID guideline restrictions or whatever. You covered the story. I covered this. So this was episode 33. If you want to go back and listen to this. So these things, um, these two murders happened eight miles apart from each other in six months difference. Wow. You're kidding. Yes. Very, very close. What a scary time in that area. Yes. And already, and that's why they said they couldn't believe that this happens to Sabina because there was already a lot of high alert because of what happened to Sarah. Yeah. So the fact that only six months passed and another vicious thing happened to another female just walking down the street minding their own business because that's exactly what Sarah was doing that night. She was coming back from having dinner with friends, just walking back to where she lived innocently. And I'm sure there's a bunch of dumbasses that are like, well, you should have been more aware. It's like we've all done things where we just wanted to cut a little bit of time and just get there one time. I mean, come on, we're human beings and we should be able to walk through the freaking park where we live by. That's the point. Yeah. So anyway, going back to this case that I covered in episode 33. So Sarah was walking home when a police officer named Wayne Cousins told her that she had breached the COVID-19 guidelines. He placed her in his car, drove her to Dover, where he raped and strangled her and then burned her body and disposed of her remains in a nearby pond. He ended up being sentenced to life in prison on September 30th after pleading guilty in July. And they said that his was going to be a full life sentence in prison. With no minimum. With no minimum, which is interesting. 
interesting because why did he get a full life sentence and this asshole gets thirty minimum of 36 years? Why do they use the words life sentence and then say a number of years? Doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, you each killed a female walking down the street. Why does one get a longer sentence than another? I don't, I don't understand. So uh, the Muslim community did express outrage over Sabina's murder and vigils were held, though her death did not attract the same media attention. Like I said, a quick search showed 1,346 British news reports on Sarah's case in the three days that followed her death versus only 104 oh, for Sabina. So because one was white and one was Muslim, yes. they're saying the Muslim woman, Sabina, didn't mm-hmm. get as much attention because she wasn't white. Yes. Yeah, so okay. the difference was 1,300 versus 104. Four. It's something to think about. And um, 13, wait, what, uh, what were you talking about? In the three days that it was, this, this is just a quick search. In the three days that followed Sarah's death, there were was over 1300 british news reports on the case versus only 104 that covered sabina's case that is a huge disparity yeah and jabina feels that it must be because her sister wasn't white what else can she say it is what else they were both outside in within eight miles of each other what's the difference yeah i mean and there's probably a significant amount of racism like in a lot of big big countries um you know there's what's what's cool about the uk is it's such a melting pot Mm -hmm. um you know in england especially because it's like part of the mainland you know of europe and eastern europe and i'm sorry about anybody that's there if i'm saying things wrong but um you know you got a lot of like for instance you have some of the best indian food in the world in england you know like because Mm -hmm. indian people came over and made it there and stuff and you have a lot of refugees that are trying to get away from horrible places Mm -hmm. and come to a cool place like england and you know parts of the uk so that's what's awesome about having a melting pot and then you know the downside is you know probably some racism that stems from it and things of this nature because this guy was so worried about going back to albania albania that you know i don't know that put him into a tizzy along with being denied by his wife after he tried Mm -hmm. to rape her and and i'm sure there's some major mental problems going on under the surface absolutely um so they did show that a total of 139 women were killed by men in britain in 2021 the race and ethnicity were not published so we don't know what the you know statistics are Jabina hopes that some sort of change can happen from the devastation of her sister's murder, hoping that one day women can walk the streets alone and feel safe. Jamie Klinger, a co-founder for the Reclaim the Streets movement, organized one of the vigils. She commented that she feels that the lives and safety of women isn't given enough priority and that fines for littering are higher than those for harassing a woman on the street. There's a longer sentence. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's because one's jail time and the other's fine. And a longer sentence can be possible for stealing a dog versus strangling a woman. That so is she's saying like it's just not like lining up. Yeah. So since Sabina's death, more than 200 security alarms were distributed to women and vulnerable individuals in the area, though many feels that feel that this sends a message that male violence is a woman's problem rather than addressing the root cause. Bethan Bell, a writer for BBC, explains that the point that a is the point that women are not attacked because of the route home or what they were wearing. If a woman is murdered by a man, she doesn't know it's because he wanted to murder her. There is no other reason. And I mean, this is like a prime example of, of Sabina, you know, she just happened to be walking past the psychopath. Yeah. 
So in order to honor Sabina, her family plans to design a garden in her name where the children from her school can remember her by. Sabina loved nature and the outdoors. She often encouraged her students to be outside, taking them to the school's edible garden where they grew fruits and vegetables. Teachers wanted the students to see the outdoors as a positive place because obviously they're being told that their teacher is suddenly gone and what happened to her and where it happened. Yeah, I mean, you let the parents discuss if they Mm -hmm. want to. You can't say like, why or where but just you got to tell them she's not your teacher anymore. right so sad but they don't want the students to see the outdoors as a scary place you know they want it to be this positive place where we can get some mental clarity and fresh air and well because 99.9 percent of the time it is that mm-hmm. kind of place but unfortunately you know you can get murdered in any place too right the way that Sabina died has been especially difficult for students and the staff of her school. She was doing such an ordinary thing the night that she was killed, just walking through the park. And children associate fun with the park. And that's where, like, probably their favorite teacher was murdered. You know, I looked up while you were talking, I looked up Sabina so I could see Kosi. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kosi's K-O-C-I. Yes. Right? So if you want to Google it real quick, it's Sabina, S-A-B-I-N-A, and Kosi, K-O-C-I. That's how I found it. And um, just to see Kosi and confirm that he's a piece of shit. He's a little sniveling, little hedgehog-looking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's Sabina, who's super cute and little, and you could just imagine her being super sweet to her kindergarten. Oh, I'm sure she was one. amazing. Yeah. So so it's just such a tragic, tragic story that is just so, I mean, just unnecessary that she just was walking to probably a date on a Friday night yeah, and happened to cut through the park by her house, which she should have every right to do so and and feel safe. Now the world's missing an awesome educator. That That would have made such a difference in, in children's lives. Well, thank you for telling Sabina's story. And it's important to you know recognize that, yeah, she was Muslim, and maybe that was part of why she didn't get a lot of news coverage, unfortunately, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But, it is insane. Well, it's it reminds me of, um, you know, white people probably want to hear about white people. You know, similar to, not that it's right in any sense, but, you know, uh, the uh, other podcast. Um, we covered. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know. What's that main guy, Mike, uh, that podcaster that's the true crime guy? Oh, uh, Sword and Scale? Sword and Scale. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned before, he's come out with a, a, a post that said, you know, which would you rather hear about, a white person or a black person? And even, you know, most people chose white because you just identify. And oh, it's one of those things. That just seems so short-sighted. It is, completely. Um, like living in such a, like, box. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's unfortunate. But Sabina's poor life. Uh, I thank you for bringing our story. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. But... Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, this is going to be the last time we say everybody's uh, names here on the Patreon, just because um, it, it takes up a, a good amount of time. We appreciate it, but people yeah. stop listening right this second. And we I, never it, want it, you to think that because we're not saying your name, you're not appreciated, because that's not the case. Yeah, you are 100% appreciated. And um, we're going to say new ones from here on out. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to Colleen, Lily, Nadine, Allie, Michael, Kayla, Dominic, Brian, Shannon, Elizabeth, Mandy, Alana, Vivian, Trisha, Lauren, Megan, Jamie, Chastity, Elizabeth, Clara Ann, Emily, Kathy, Ava, Jovi, Eileen, Misty, Rochelle, Destiny, Ellie, Sherry, Melanie, Bettina, Rebecca, Gabrielle, Angela, Sabrina, Sandra, Taylor, Dana, Ashley, Sandy, Lauren, Heather, Louise, Jasmine, Bex, Brittany, Patricia, and Michelle. The coolest names that I've ever heard in my whole life. A lot of these times I'm reading through them, I'm like, that's a cool name. That's a cool name. They're like all cool names. So congratulations. If you want to hear extra 
um, episodes. You have instant access to extra episodes right away. If you're binging us and you just want to hear more, go ahead, become a patron and go have have fun. Get at it. Yep. And we appreciate the support so much. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for allowing us to do what we do, and especially Allison. I do like 5% of everything. So um, somebody messaged us. I'm like, Allison will appreciate this. Somebody messaged an awesome, super sweet message. And you know, we all get down on ourselves for things and just wonder if anybody's listening. And um, you know, there's there's plenty. We, we set records almost every week, and we thank you for that. So um, well, I'm always hard on myself, too. Yeah. I'm like my own worst critic. Yes. You and are. then if I see a negative um, review, you know, it's hard not to take it to heart. Um, and I said to Mike, you know, it's funny how I could have 50 wonderful reviews, but then it's that negative one that sticks with me, which is just that's my problem that I need to work on. It's humanity. That's just how it is. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit sensitive too. whereas you could shrug it off more easily. Well, also, everybody has nothing but great things to say about it's me. True. So um, that's I, I appreciate <laughs> that, everybody. So, uh, no, um, you know, one of my business guys I follow, he said, no matter what you do, 10% of people will hate what you do. Yeah. And you just no have to be what. okay with that. And, and the that's thing okay. is, the more people listen to you, that's more people. Mm-hmm. So 10% of 10 is one person. 10% of 100 is 10 people. Yeah. And then, you know, you multiply from there thousands and thousands. And it's like, you get a lot more haters. And that's just for me to work on. My thi- my um, skin just needs to be a little thicker. Oh, real quick. The word we were looking for additionally earlier, unconditional love. Thank you. So everybody, um, we're sorry. I know. A uh, couple of morons here. But, uh, no, it was early brain. And we have unconditional love. Well, not for each other because we could divorce each other, but for this little puppy. <laughs> for so, our puppy. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, thank All you right. so much. Bye. Bye.